This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. Good morning, everybody. So good to see each and every one of you. And If you're here for the first time, we're glad you're here and we welcome you and we hope you come back at any opportunity that you can. If you've been here more than two or three times, you're no longer a guest in our opinion and, and uh, you're just part of the family and we're glad you're here as well. As I've told you before, a lot of my sermons come from things I hear in my daily life, and I may just take a moment and write a word down. Well, sometime at the beginning of December, on a little scratch paper, I wrote down uh, the good old days because I heard it somewhere, and it triggered some thoughts in my mind. So before we get into the message this morning, I want to uh, do a little exercise here to get started and get my knees under me and uh, my hand to quit shaking. And I'm no David when it comes to drawing on this board, so um, as most of you know, uh, mine is pure chicken scratch. But uh, the world that we live in, and pretty much the world over, is made up of, of people getting up every day and doing something with their day. And uh, so we just want to... Uh, Look at, look at some of those real quick this morning. Um, there's people who get up every day and, and uh, they work in uh, the building industry. Others get up and they work in the real estate industry. Manufacturing. Law enforcement. The government. Um... The food industry, transportation, um, the medical field, education, homemaker and a mother. Um, clerking. Um, this time of year, maybe you're a CPA or a bookkeeper and an accountant. Um, maybe, maybe entertainment. And inside each one of these circles, there's microcosms of them. Um, like entertainment, uh, there, there's, these are, there's a different ways you can go. But uh, one of my favorite would be in the entertainment industry would be Southern gospel music. It's right in there. Um, there's jillions of them. I mean, we could have we could have these easel boards all the way around the room, and and we could never put in here uh, farming, raising food, ranching. I mean, uh, national uh, transportation. I may already. I mean, but anyway, you, you get the idea. Everybody gets up and does something, whether it's on a small scale of, of maybe raising a, a small truck patch and selling on the side of the road or owning thousands of acres and raising 
bukus of uh, food to feed the masses. Um, but everybody gets up and does something with their life. Or maybe, maybe you're one of the few that you're homeless. You have no, no real purpose in life. You just exist from day to day. And you've lost your purpose in life. Or maybe you're disabled and you're in a wheelchair all day long. Or you're stuck in a nursing home. And you're just pretty much in a stationary position. And maybe in a vegetable state. Everybody's got a circumstance in life. The good old days. When you think about your life, looking back, where were you in here or where are you? When was the good old days for you? Was it was the good old days when you walked out to your truck and you threw an 8-track in the dash and when you got when you got to where you're going, you you uh you you got back in the truck and you'd forgot to take the ones you throwed up on the dash off the dash and put them in the seat and now your eight tracks won't go into into the player in the dash. Some of you younger people are saying, "What is an eight track?" There's some people in toward the back that you can ask afterwards and they can tell you what that is. <laughs> or was it the days where you went into the kitchen? Picked up a headset and or mashed buttons, and then you could walk all over the house. You could go to your bedroom. You could go to the bathroom. Oh, got a knot in it. You go back and untangle that cord because it was a mile long. You could talk on the phone all over the house as long as you didn't pull that cord loose from that box on the wall. Maybe those was the good old days. And there was a phone book right here on the stand, and most of the numbers that you wanted to call, you had them memorized, but if not, you could, you could sit there and take a few minutes and look it up. It's all in alphabetical order. Maybe that was the good old days. Maybe the good old days was going to school. Maybe the good old days was when You went and visited your grandparents. Maybe the good old days was when all six of your children were sitting on the church pew beside you and they were all still at home. Some of you are sitting there going, well, oh my goodness, he's fixing to start crying again. Well, Brother Phil and I, Brother Phil and I can tell you that's pretty easy to do sometimes. But I'm going to try real hard to keep it together. The good old days, what does that bring back to your mind? What was the good old days in your life? And believe it or not, the good old days is a phrase that's even recognized in Merriam-Webster Dictionary. The good old days, the definition of it is a period of time in the past that a person thinks were pleasant and better than the present time. A period of time in the past that a person thinks were pleasant and better than the present time. When I was my youngest son's age, 10 or 11, 
During the summer when I was out of school, my days were filled with trapping minnows, collecting night crawlers at night, and the excitement of going to the bait store and selling them and seeing how much money I got, spending money I got. Going fishing with my grandparent, with my grandpa. I didn't know who Jimmy Carter was. I didn't know that my parents were struggling to make ends meet. And I remember hearing Pat Summerall every morning before I went to school talking about the, 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 uh, the, the rumbles in Denver and Little Rock, Arkansas. And I never thought nothing about it. I didn't, you know, I wasn't there. I didn't live nowhere. I lived closer to Denver than I did Little Rock, but I didn't know, really know what that meant. I, I didn't have a care in the world. That was the good old days. It wasn't the good old days for somebody. What was the good old days for you? Maybe the good old days is Sunday morning, as Brother Kalen mentioned, or Sunday morning routine. Maybe the good old days is Sunday morning routine, trying to get ready, get your family ready for church. Maybe not, huh? <laughs> Maybe not. The good old days. Okay. The good old days are mentioned in the Bible. Let's begin this morning putting a spiritual aspect on this. Psalm 77. I'm going to read out of the NLT this morning. And it's funny that uh, Brother Derek talked about Job this morning in his introductory opening. I didn't get to hear all of it because I forgot my glasses in the truck. But uh, Cindy and I, thank you, Derek, for putting that uh, Bible reading plan on the back because Cindy and I are doing that. And, and uh, last night, Cindy came in there and uh, where I was studying, and she said, she had her Bible in her hand, and she said, you know, she said, uh, reading the book of Job in the NLT puts a whole new perspective on it, doesn't it? I said, it sure does. <laughs> It sure does. <laughs> well, we're going to read out of NLT this morning and uh, from that perspective. Psalm 77. I promise you not, we're not going to read out of Job, though. <clears throat> I, cry out, I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed, with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for His help. You don't let me sleep. I am too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days, long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will He never again be kind to me? Is His unfailing love gone forever? Have His promises permanently failed? 
Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? And I said, this is my fate. The Most, Ho the Most High has turned his hand against me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O oh God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. And the earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea. Your pathway through the mighty waters. A pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep. With Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. <laughs> when was the good old days for these folks? Was the good old days when they were in captivity in Egypt? Was the good old days when they were 40 days wandering in the wilderness? That David's referring to here at the end of this. Were these the good old days for David when he's hiding in the wilderness from Saul, trying to keep from being killed? He thinks back to what he considered the good old days while he's doing this, doesn't he? Again in Psalms 143. Psalms 143. Hear my prayers, O Lord. Listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. Don't put your servant on trial for no one is innocent before you. My enemy has chased me. He has knocked me to the ground and forces me to live in darkness like those in the grave. I am losing all hope. I am paralyzed with fear. I remember the days of old. I ponder all your great works and think about what you have done. I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain. Come quickly, Lord, and answer me, for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me, or I will die. Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning. For I'm trusting you. 
Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I run to you to hide me. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. For the glory of your name, O Lord, preserve my life. Because of your faithfulness, bring me out of this distress. In your unfailing love, silence all my enemies and destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. All of us have situations in our life. All those of us here have current circumstances that affect us emotionally, that affect us physically. Some of the things that we go through every day are mentioned by David here that he was going through. Do you feel do you feel betrayed? Are you depressed? Do you feel knocked down and maybe you feel like your face is pushed in the ground and Satan's got his foot on the back of your neck? Maybe you're losing hope. Or maybe you're in this category, you're paralyzed with fear. Maybe you thirst. What do you thirst for? Maybe you're tired (laughs) and you're ready for the Lord to come quickly. Maybe you feel like the Lord's turned away from you. Maybe your trust in Him has grown weak. Maybe you feel like He's not showing you where to walk. Maybe you feel overwhelmed by your enemies, whatever, whoever that may be, and you're wanting the Lord to come rescue you. Maybe you're waiting on the Lord to teach you how to do His will. Maybe you're waiting for His gracious Spirit to lead you forward on a firm footing. The good old days. My grandfather. Maybe, maybe the good old days to my pampa was back when he had his real teeth. <laughs> but oh, what, a, what fun it was when all of a sudden pampa, just on a whim, would eject his teeth halfway out of his mouth and chop them at you. <laughs> oh, man. He made the best of it. Maybe the good old days was when you had good hearing and you didn't have to ask your family 14 times what they just said. Maybe the good old days was back before you had to wear glasses because you could see good. Or back before you maybe had to have two pair of glasses, one for long distance and one for reading. Maybe those were the good old days. What are the good old days to you?
What were the good old days to you? Maybe the good old days was before you had medical problems in your family. Some of them life-threatening. Maybe the good old days were before you had marital problems in your family. And the two of you were one and as close as you could be. Maybe the good old days was when you and your spouse were best friends. Maybe you still are. Maybe the good old days was when you didn't struggle to make ends meet. Maybe the good old days was when your children weren't teenagers yet and they didn't backtalk you and disrespect you. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8. Second Corinthians 4, beginning in verse 8, and we'll read through chapter 5, verse 8. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believe in God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to Himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving. And God will receive more and more glory. <clears throat> That's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying... Our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small. And they won't last very long. Yet the produce for us, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God Himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. 
We will not be spirits without bodies. While we live in this earthly body, while we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God Himself has prepared us for this. And as a guarantee, He has given us His Holy Spirit. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident. And we would rather be away from these earthly bodies. For then we will be at home with the Lord. Yes, these earthly bodies wear out. And they get old. In... 1 John chapter 2. First John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17 says, <clears throat> Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. A craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father. But are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. And in Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. <clears throat> verses 8 and 9. Hebrews 13, verses 8 and 9. Jesus Christ, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. So, so you're telling me that back in the good old days of World War II, that God was the same then as He was in World War I, the good old days of World War I? How about the Civil War? Them good old days in this country. How about during the Crusades when a religious entity forced you to convert to what they believed or else 
off with your head. What about when the false religion of Islam became into existence and they did the same thing? What about the Dark Ages when the church, God's people, the true church, had to keep their faith and their worship silent underground? What about in 70 AD when the Romans totally destroyed Jerusalem? A few years earlier, when Jesus was walking here and he hung on the cross, was that the good old days? You see, every day, is somebody's good old day. And every day is somebody else's not so good day. But every day, yesterday, today, and tomorrow belongs to the Lord. Amen. And it can be a good day no matter where you're at. If you're a believer and you're a child of God, it can be a good day. If not, you can, you can have an attitude like we read that David had until he got his feet back under him later in life. It's very easy to have a bad day. Satan tries really hard to make sure you have a bad day as soon as you get up and all day long. And we can do things like listen to Christian or gospel music to keep us focused and encouraged. We can do a Bible reading plan to keep our eyes and our ears and our souls focused and our attention turned to God. Because He's here yesterday, today, and tomorrow, no matter what our circumstances are or what we're doing or how biff, buffed, and lacerated we are at that moment by people of the world or by Satan and his dominions. Jude chapter, the only chapter. Jude, verse 24. Jude, verse 24 and 25. Now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. The last verse I want to share, last reading I want to share is back in Psalms 39, verse 8, or verse 4.
Psalm chapter 39, 4 through 7. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. I've done pretty good, Brother Phil. I have. All right. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is about a breath. We are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. The good old days. Brothers and sisters, my message this morning is to help us to realize that the good old days are today. The good old days are still ahead. Maybe not in this world, but in the world to come. If you've been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ because you've been baptized, washed in the blood... You've put on Christ. You have eternity waiting on you forever and ever with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if you're not a child of God, why wait? You're not guaranteed of tomorrow in this world. This old ticking body could give out on you any time, and I don't care how old you are. Be ready today for tomorrow. God's there waiting on you and me. I hope the message has been encouraging. And if not encouraging, maybe enlightening and helpful to you in some way. Maybe prospectively it, it was for me. This message was for me. I jotted this down for me. The older you get, as many of you know, the faster time goes by. What do you have to look forward to? The good old days are just ahead. If you're a child of God and you have something that you would like, the prayers of the church on your behalf or encouragement on your behalf, one or more, please come forward as we stand and sing the song that's been selected, please. We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71, Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. May God bless you.